Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our continuing podcast series with Elizabeth Inman. We closed last session with part one of three regarding your risk tolerance when it comes to your retirement planning. And so let's recap for a few minutes. And, and as we closed out um, our last session, we're going to get into more deeper conversation about what that really means. And uh, Elizabeth, welcome back, by the way. Thank you. Hi, Jeff. I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I know how busy you are, and this is important information. So let's go back again. We we did an overview in our last session of risk tolerance, but um, let's get into what that really means as we open up this this session. Well, Jeff, you know, this is a topic, as you know, that's extremely near and dear to my heart, because when I ended my first career with the federal market, uh, working in government service, lost 78,000 in my own personal TSP, having a situation that occurred very similar to what happened in March of this year. So I love talking about risk tolerance. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's not a real technical term. It's just very simply how much risk are we willing to take when it comes to our money and especially our retirement funds? You know, when I help someone understand what their risk tolerance is, I'm going to ask them questions like, well, how much risk are you under now with your funds? You know, if you're in the TSP, what funds do you have your money invested in? How much risk are you willing to tolerate both now and in the future? And then how much income do you need for the future? Those are all relevant questions when it comes to our risk analysis. And then the big kicker, Jeff, is I often will ask them to just close their eyes and to imagine their portfolio the, the way they have it now, their TSP funds, maybe an IRA, a 401k from a prior job or something. And then right now, you're just, you're just steps away from retiring and 30% of it is just gone. What would that do to your retirement plans? And, and what would a sustained loss of 30% do to your retirement over the next three years? You know, March came and went. We had a big loss of this year, but most people's experience that it's coming back pretty nicely. That's not always the case. So what would a, a, a sustained loss of 30 to 40% uh, do to your retirement over the next um, few years? So, you know, just, just since the beginning of this year alone, as I've mentioned before, I've worked with a federal employee that was retiring March the 31st that got caught up in that big dip that took place in the market. And just one week prior to their retirement, they lost over 100000 in their TSP. You know, there was another person that came into my office and they lost 76000 Now they they're going to you know, hold off retiring for a little bit longer because of that loss, but it completely changed their plans for retirement. And, and all of that potentially could have had a different outcome if they just would have taken the time to assess their own risk number. You know, how much risk are they willing to incur as close as they are to retirement and then and use that number to help them take action. Uh, to ward off those kind of situations. So, you know, these are real life stories and, and they're exactly why we do what we do today. 
Everybody needs to know whether you're a federal employee or not a federal employee. You need to understand what your risk tolerance is and know what actions are necessary to help align your current funds with your future goals. So for those attending, whether they're, they're active federal employee or a retiree, how do they get a handle on a, a risk, on their risk assessment? How do, how do you help them deal with that? Because I think, like you're talking about, the markets come back a little, but I'm telling you, it's it's really choppy mm -hmm. out there. So I'm sure a lot of people might have been more of a risk taker a year ago right now. So how do you help them deal with that? You bet choppy equates to very scary in my book. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for starters, I, I really work hard. I want to make this as simple as possible. I, the last thing in the world we want when we're winding down our career and we're getting to that golden date of retirement is a whole bunch of complicated stuff to have to go through. So, you know, they can just simply go to my website. It's www.retirechoices.com. And up in the top right hand side is a link that says, what's my retirement? What's my risk score? So let me repeat that. What's my risk score? And if you'll click that button, you'll have a question pop up with a little bit of instructions on how to navigate going through 11 questions that's going to prompt a conversation. And, it, and when you finish answering those 11 questions, out comes this number that is your very own risk number. So this is using some of the technology we have available to us to help us reach a level of understanding about how that risk is going to affect our retirement. I mean, it had a major impact on my retirement myself, not understanding my own philosophy of, of risk. I mean, if somebody would have asked me a question right before I retired, I, you know, I kind of shudder to think about the way I would have answered them because quite frankly, Jeff, I was, I was invested in the L fund in the TSP thinking I was being pretty doggone conservative. I'd hate to see what would have happened to my retirement funds if I hadn't been being conservative. So, you know, right. this will really help us um, start with a risk number, you know, help us understand um, where we're at and then really drill down in that conversation so that at the end of that conversation, that federal person will go, oh, I now understand my own thoughts about risk. It's not my thoughts, Jeff. It's not your thoughts. It is how does that client, how does that federal employee or that federal retiree view risk at this moment in time in their, their life? So very, very important. You know, it's changed. Retirement's changed in our federal sector. The old civil service system is, is all a pension-based retirement. They didn't draw Social Security because they didn't put into social security. All they had was a pension. So today the FERS system, federal employees retirement system has moved us to an income-based retirement. Yep. We accumulate savings, thus the thrift savings plan. We accumulate savings throughout our life that then we turn around and we'll create an income from it for our retirement. It's one of the three legs of the three-legged stool that, um, uh, OPM talks about for the FERS retirees. So, you know, as a federal employee, unless you're extremely disciplined to start very early and accumulate your own private funds, all of your retirement is going to be government-based. Every retirement, all the three legs of your retirement, three income streams will be government-based, which is your pension, 
That's definitely a government annuity. Social Security, another government annuity, and then TSP, which if you turn that into income, will be a government annuity. So income in retirement's the only way we will survive. And making sure that every stream of income that we have is income-paced is extremely important. Unless, of course, you're independently wealthy apart from your government job. Um, right. And that would always be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> well, you mentioned the, you know, I was addressing this with somebody else last week, but you brought up a good point um, that there, it's not just risk in the market when you think about income-driven retirement. So you mentioned the pension, government-backed, Social Security, government-backed, TSP turned into income, government-backed. So that's something you address with your clients also about diversifying maybe with the thrift savings plan. It, it sometimes is wise to move that in retirement to something that's not government-centric. Correct. You know, for, for some people, Jeff, after they've been educated and they know the ins and outs of all three of those government income-based annuities, they may make the decision to stay with that, and that's their prerogative, and I always want to give them that option. But 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 besides that option, what I want to do is educate them to the point that they do realize there are some diversification options out there. There are some right. other bells and whistles even that's available for them that might enhance what they've worked so hard to, to save up all this time and to turn it into lifetime income, not just income for the first 10 years of retirement, but I mean, we're living longer. I mean, federal employees just had a rate decrease in 2018 on their Fegley and it's because they've changed the longevity tables because we're living longer. And with that, comes that thought, sometimes that fear of, oh my gosh, what if I run out of money? So right. lifetime income, income-based retirement are things we want to look at so that we've educated our clients to where they make the best decision for themselves. Well, and that's why they need a plan, right? You need to have a strategic right. plan. And uh, I think when times are really good, we all know that, but we kind of get away from it. Because you see your That's... portfolio growing, you know, things are kind of good, oh. but, you know, life has you know, a way Jeff, of changing. You brought up a really good point. One of the things I've witnessed in the last 10 years since my own retirement is, you know, the market. We went through 11 years without a market correction. And I, I literally watched people who came through that 2008 to 2010 recession you know, with a little bit of leeriness, gain this momentum, watching their portfolios grow, watching those TSP funds grow. And literally, I've had somebody in my office, you know, right before this happened that I said, hey, you know, you're getting closer to retirement, 100% of everything you've got in your TSP is at risk. You might just want to consider some other options. And they just kind of shook their head at me and said, oh, I've done good. I've made a lot of money. And unfortunately, they're one of the ones that took a great big hit after um, the March downturn that we had. And thank goodness they weren't retiring right then or they wouldn't have ever got that back. So, again, this risk, this risk, uh, you know, understanding the risk strategy, knowing what your uh, your risk tolerance is, is so important. I went in myself way after the fact and took my, you know, wanted to know what my risk number was. So here I'd lost that 78,000. I know what steps yeah. I've taken in the last 10 years. 
And you'll probably, Jeff, because you know me pretty well, you'll probably be a little surprised, but my number actually came back at a 33. And I looked at that number and I said, oh, no, no way. I'm not risking my money anymore in the market. Now, that's a personal decision. That's me personally. But what happened is when I looked at the way I answered those questions that spit out that number 33, I, I myself had my own conversation about the way I've got my portfolio aligned. So I don't recommend the do-it-yourself retirement. It's just not very wise. I mean, even myself answering the number, I came back with a 33, and I don't want to risk 33% of my funds now that I've retired the first time. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, and that just that goes to show you that, um, and probably the the main reason you do what you do, what you do now is because, you know, people need a helping hand. They really do, and. Uh, Sometimes we just get overwhelmed with all these decisions. And when you look at the FERS and some of those out there still have the SERS, you know, that the changes, it's confusing. Um, then you have Social Security. Somebody told me last week there's like 700 choices. I didn't know that. I mean, I 700, 700 different options that Isn't you could put yourself amazing? into depending on your situation. Yeah, where were you when I got ready to retire, Jeff? Yeah, you're right. Everything I do is based on what I went through when I did my own federal retirement. So, and I didn't have a Jeff I could call. I didn't have an Elizabeth I could call. But you know what? Today, they can call and they can get the help they need. Well, I do as we as we close up uh, this session. I do think it's important life experiences. Before we started the recording today, you and I were talking about. Uh, a life experience of somebody that has turned their life around and now on the right track, but they can use that life experience to hopefully help somebody else. Absolutely. And I think financially we all need to come together and find the right people to help us along the way. When it comes to federal benefits, I'm going to say this is an endorsement to Elizabeth. You know, right now we've had a great run on the market. I think those days are over. I can't say that for sure, but if we look around the world right now, things are changing. We're in a world that I don't think any of us a year ago, two years ago, would have ever thought right now. So with that being said, it's an election year. This pandemic is still everywhere. we got riots going on in cities. Um, and the market is teetering. So, you know, with that being said, Somebody like Elizabeth can assist each of you in just making sure that you have a plan. And uh, we talked about that number 33, Elizabeth. And what we're going to get into in the next session is how to drill down to each of you, if you want, and find out what that number really means to you. We'll, we'll share with you how you arrive at that number, how you can get the risk test. It's based on a one out of 100 scale but it'll really help you kind of at the starting gate to determine, okay, like with you, Elizabeth, the 33, now you're kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. Maybe I'm not aligned with my finances the way that psychologically I should be. And that goes a long way in making somebody comfortable and sleep better at night because, um, you know, you don't want to have a 30, 40% correction in the market. When we got into the federal space in 2008, 
what a year to start, right? The real estate market crash in 30% to 35% of somebody's market share and their TSP losing that was not out of the question. And I'm sure you saw a lot of that yourself. Absolutely, I sure did and I experienced it myself. So let's learn from the past. And so our next session, we're gonna talk about actions that, that um, the employees can put into place. It starts with that risk number, right? Correct. And then we can start them on a path to a more uh, solid strategic retirement plan. So our next broadcast, we're gonna get into the five steps to counter risk in retirement. So you're gonna to wanna to look for the next episode to be uploaded next week. Five steps to counter risk in retirement. We're gonna dive into more of the risk number and putting a plan together. In the meantime, Elizabeth, how can somebody get a hold of you? If they have questions, could you give your website again? It's www.retirechoices.com retirechoices.com. You can also uh, give us a call at 888-545-8840 and let us know you're on the podcast. You'd like to take the risk test. You'd like to have a complimentary consultation, virtual consultation these days with Elizabeth. She's serving federal employees nationwide and with her experience, both as a federal employee and now 10 plus years right as an advisor that's correct yes uh-huh she's seen both sides of this and she's dedicated her life to helping each of you so uh again 888-545-8840 um let us know you attended the podcast we'll get you in touch with elizabeth you can also go to our fed checklist fedchecklist.com website Put a question or comment in there. You can download a retirement uh, report along with a budget and a retirement worksheet. So we have that on the site and you can also leave a question for Elizabeth there. So this concludes our session. Thanks again, Elizabeth. Thank you, Jeff. I enjoyed my time with you. Thank you. And we'll be back. We'll do it again. Sounds good. So, okay. Look for the next episode and this concludes our session today. Thank you, everybody.